Welcome to the New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, the New Mind Creator. Today, I'll be interviewing Don Shireen. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you receive alerts when new episodes are available on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been such a great friend of the show, Don. Um, every time you've been on, you've just you've just given so much good substance, great substance, and people really, I get really good feedback because you talk a lot about mental health and even your own struggles with mental health. And you had an honor. You've had several honors this year, but one you were uh, you uh, not long ago. You spoke at the Podfest Global Summit. Uh, how was that experience for you? That was a super empowering experience, and it was one of those things where I applied actually two hours after the deadline. Um, to speak and it was just one of those I couldn't you know bipolar mind I couldn't sleep I was trying to figure out ways to promote the podcast I have tons of emails any podcaster will know from you know all kinds of stuff and that night I decided to sort through it and in the middle of one of the emails was this link for you know podfest global summit we're looking for speakers and I had just had an incident um at, you know, at that time that with a, a stigma with a uh, now ex-friend and I was uh, still pretty much on fire about it. So I, you know, in that in that moment of like 2 a.m. delirium and um, in fury, I like I signed up and three days later I was invited to a a um, like a luncheon, you know, a luncheon greet and meet. And I was like, what? And then, and then I looked at it and I was like, no, 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 this is a joke. And then I looked at the, I looked at the email below it and it was like, you invited to speak at, and I was, and I started like stamping my feet and like, oh my God, you know, and it was like my first real true validation, I guess, you know, even though like your show and stuff have been very validating for me, but to, for like the amount of people that I knew that I could speak to and, you know, can still speak to because you could buy tapes and stuff like that for lifetime access for, you know, summits and things like that. And I also like, I put it on, um, on my YouTube channel. I think I'm the only one that's watched it, like the five watches on it, but it's up there. And then I also did put the audio on the podcast dancing with bipolar. So if anybody wants to hear it for free, you know, um, my YouTube is free too, but it's, you know, if you just want to hear it, um, retire the stigma, of what it is to have a mental health diagnosis. And uh, so that was like my first big win. And the, the guys, the guys and the people that run PodFest, it's like PodFest Multimedia Expo, I think is the actual like new title that they're going with. But uh, Chris and Andrew are like two of the most amazing people that you could hope to meet that they choose their, they choose, it's, it's a pod family, you know, pod fam. And they choose who they invite in. Um, I'm not going to say they're exclusive, but they sure make, you know, they make sure that you hold your end of it. So they gave me five minutes to change the world, you know, and, and, and they were gracious and humbled and blown away by it. And within that, they've just, it's, it's, it's kind of unbelievable that one thing can change your life so much just because it changes your mindset, how you look at yourself, because, you know, I'm, I always kind of, you know, I, I know I'm a badass most of the time, 
However, you know, to get that little push and that encouragement and the, the need to level up, to reach those people that you are looking at and going like, holy moly, that is possible for me. I too can have a show with, you know, I, I mean, I hate to go by numbers, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, I can have a million listeners at some point and I can have the 250,000 downloads and I can have this because they did it and they're telling me that I can do it, you know, and, and it was just, it was absolutely inspiring to be among so many great people and thought leaders and, you know, influencers and, and just rock solid OG people that are all supportive of each other. And there's no competition, which in this world, you know, is beautiful that, and, you know, and even within the same genre and niches and stuff like that, there was no, like, there's no backstabbing. People were collaborating and, and, you know, our, the, the Facebook page is just nothing but helpful advice and, of, you know, sometimes constructive criticism if you ask for it, but it's never hurtful. You know, it's always like, this is, you know, this is how I got there and I screwed up and this and that. And I mean, I am forever indebted to them for giving me, I, I literally am. And with that, with that um, networking with them, um, I Juliana Myers of Superpass and um, we worked out a deal. I shouldn't, I'm, I'm not going to talk numbers or anything, but we taught, we worked something out in order for them to mental health community and help me to get an app up um, that'll make it easier for people to, you know, connect within the bipolar mental health community and whoever else wants to be part of the community, you know, family, teachers, or just anybody that's interested in understanding and being less judgmental and helping to break the stigma, you know, of what it is to have a mental health diagnosis. And with a community app, it would make it so much easier and then also if somebody is contemplating um you know suicide uh there would be instant connection there and that's part of what we're still trying to develop is how we can make that happen but to have something immediately there if somebody comes to the app and they're mindful enough to realize that oh my god i'm gonna actually like i'm gonna successfully do this i am going to fulfill this act and instead of actually going to you know take the pills or the gun or whatever whatever their choice is to end their mission that they hit the app instead and there's a diversion just long enough for them to change that mindset and 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 then get professional help like immediately afterwards go inpatient or have a, a, have a therapist online or I don't know how we're going to work it but something because that is you know after my friend committed suicide last year it is direly important for me to figure something out to like stop gap it you know or just give people another option instead of death. So, you know, those yeah. are two things that kind of went back to back because without the PodFest, I never, and I actually, I didn't, I had met Juliana at Global Summit, but we just had a master class and um, I re like re-met her, you know, like what I'm, you know, like when you network and stuff like that, you meet so many people. So you're like exchanging information and contact stuff and, always that moment that you get back to them but this time around we reconnected and um you know she had apparently heard you know the retire the stigma and had definitely checked out my you know website and all that and um offered me a, a gift to the community and, and that's really what it is because I just look at it it's not you know dancing with bipolar might be the name on the app but it is definitely not 
mine. It's the community's app. We own it. It's ours. It's our place to go. Be safe. Listen to the show if you want to. I'm probably going to put like music playlists up and stuff like that to for different moods to, you know, try to, well, you know, for how it works for me. Cause you know, music, we talked about that before in the first show, I think about music and how it, you know, cause we're all vibrationally different that it affects us all differently. So what works for me might not work for somebody else, but I can give suggestions of how to mood alter, you know, with, with music and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's my, that's, I know it's like, I, and it's a dream come true because <clears throat> You know, my friend who did commit suicide was the first person who ever, ever said to me, you should get an app for the show. And I looked at him like sideways, like, it's a podcast. What are you talking about? An app for the show, right? So when this when this gift came around for me, it was like, oh, my God, Christopher, you know, like, here we go, baby. Here we go. So it's, in, you know, and I have in in part of it is to honor him, but also to honor me and everybody else who has, you know, gone through a suicide, been suicidal, um, you know, successfully completed a suicide and was lucky enough to come back, you know, which is my story. And I mean, and of course the app is not just going to be suicide based. That's just going to be like a side portal on it, but it is very important for me to step in and do what I can for that. Yeah, that's that's very exciting um, uh, app. Uh, it's going to benefit so many people. And we just uh, left uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, which was May, you know. Yep. Um, why, why do you, uh, I know you talked about during the PodFest Global Summit, uh, retiring the stigma of uh, what it means to uh, mental health diagnosis. Right. Um, but why, why do you, think that there's a stigma related to mental health anyway within our society i okay i did a lot of research <laughs> this is kind of funny i mean it's not funny but it's kind of funny i actually did a lot of research on like what the stigma where the origins of the word stigma came from okay because i you know i was crypto linguist so language and musician so language is kind of the basis of everything for me where some people it's numbers for me it's like it's language so stigma was actually like a tattoo at one point to, to stain, to stain a person's reputation, um, to like bring, bring focus to them that they had, that they had done something, uh, you know, against society or against whatever the rules of society at that time, which, you know, nowadays, my God, everybody would be tattooed because, you know, there's so many rules. So, um, but so stigma, it was, a, it, it was a stain uh, and, and, and it was, um, to be shameful and to, you know, to, to make you lesser. And so I think a lot of our society's stigma around mental health has to do with total misunderstanding of what it is in fear, you know, because, you know, fear versus love, you can't have them together. So if you're terrified of something because you don't understand it, and I honestly think that's where the basis of stigma comes from. Now, in my in my speech, retire the stigma. I go, I I take an angle on it where I think it's actually like you know it's valid, is that Hollywood has definitely skewed the view of what mental health is by you know serial killers and um, just movies that you know exacerbate the one percent of one percent of one percent of people with a mental health disorder that, you know, do 
do horrific things. So I, I don't blame it all on Hollywood, but I certainly feel that Hollywood and television and, um, you know, uh, just uninformed, ignorant people just pushing an agenda of this is what it is to, you know, sell a blockbuster or to, you know, sell a, to sell. I mean, basically, you know, because that's really kind of what it all is about now is all about the, the, the golden dollar. So if they can push, you know, uh, Freddie or I don't even know there, but you know, a, a horror, you know, the Shining is a great example. If everybody thinks that we're all like Jack Nicholson, oh my God, no wonder they're terrified of us and there's a stigma around us, you know, thinking that we're all like sitting at a typewriter and then running around with a pickaxe. I mean, I, you know, it, it makes sense, but it's time to look at your belief system and go, why do I actually really believe this? And what what is my judgment based on? And if it's based on something that's coming out of Hollywood, you might want to take a step back and go, hmm, well, I don't know how much other stuff in Hollywood is true. And I'm going to say probably not a whole lot of it. So why am I going to believe this one aspect coming from Hollywood? Um, so that I, I really do think that that has a lot to do with the projection of it and, and just lack of understanding. And I also think that lack of honesty and, um, you know, talking about it has a lot to do with it. And people with mental health diagnoses to protect themselves will often cover what is really going on. And we need to start to learn to change that behavior and be honest and let people know that this is really what it is. And like, if we don't, you know, don't, if you don't want to go somewhere and it's legitimately because you just don't want to hang out with the people, don't blame your mental health diagnosis on it. Be honest and be like, I don't like those people. I don't want to go. And then that time when you really honestly can't leave your house because your mental health diagnosis is just flattening you and you're like, I'm sick. People will see the difference and the authenticity and the honesty. And I think it will really help to bring a different face to it. And people will be way more understanding and, and less fearful, you know, to see the humanity behind the diagnosis. True. What are some ways that people can increase their understanding uh, of people who deal with bipolar instead of having just taking this Hollywood scripted uh, thing and just uh, taking it as real? Right. Well, number one, you can listen to my podcast. Um, <laughs> I can't deal with bipolar. <laughs> you know, I, I'm flat. And there's a bunch of other great shows out there like if i'm not your style um there's there's a group of other shows out there that deal with bipolar and um you know it's a great way to learn about it because you know listening you're listening so you're forming your own image and you're not being presented an image that you know is going to imprint on your brain right so and in, in, well for me i have enough social media and stuff out there that you actually people actually you know they know what i look like and all that and um but you know what I mean? Instead of like having it be like, you know, Jack Nicholson frozen in the middle of the labyrinth, like that's terrifying. All right. If that's what I thought everybody with a mental health diagnosis was like, I would be like, oh, nope. I'm staying far away from that, you know? Um, so you can do that. There's book. I mean, a lot of people don't like to read There's books. You can join NAMI um, for very cheap if you want to become part of a movement, um, you know, and then there's just like, and then I, I will be coming I, all right, as my listeners know, I had a course I wrote and it got, there's a long story behind it. And I'm not going to get into it, but 
the course is going to be revamped at some point, the Thriving with Bipolar course. And, um, if, but if people really want to know now, I mean, it's on the 15 lessons are on the podcast. Um, they're not, it's, it's, it's some of it's hysterically funny because, you know, while you're recording stuff, stuff happens. And then like, I forgot about some of the stuff that happened. So when I went back to re-listen to the podcast, I was like, oh my God, well, this is me guys. This is why you love me. And, you know, this is why you listen to me because you know that I'm authentic and this is what you get. Um, so there's that. And then there are some like Silver Linings Handbook. Um, I think it, it's one of the better movies if you're like a movie file to uh, actually kind of to me. I mean, there's a couple things that are like, eh, maybe not. But for me watching that, it was like, wow, they really got this straight. Silver Linings Notebook um, playbook, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, it came out a few years ago, but I highly recommend it if you're just initiating yourself into what it is to have polar, bipolar rage, delusions, hallucinations, medication issues, uh, relationship problems, you know, everything that comes along with it until you learn, like, re regulate. I, I hate to say regulate because that sounds so, like, that sounds so awfully authoritative, but to um, maintain, I guess, is a better way to put it, you know, to just to live with it, thrive with it. And, and, you know, and teach from it, you know, and I think that's what part of it is, too, is once you start to be diagnosis and people see that you're not what they think, they'll be way more willing to listen to your side of it as well, too. So I think there's lots of different ways that people can, you know, learn about it in a non-fearful, confrontational way if, if they really have that much fear around it. Yeah, I know a lot of people who suffer with mental health issues. Uh, there's a level of shame as well within that person, according to, you know, how they were raised. Right. Uh, it could have, you know, the family could look down on it. And even cultures, you know, uh, view mental health issues uh, differently. So, um, yeah. So uh, what would you. You know, and I just want to I want to say something, just one one quick thing about that in um. I'm not like I through, since the pandemic, I've kind of like lost track of sports and stuff like that. But I do want I don't know what the girl's name is that just won that tenant, the tennis open um, and didn't do press due to her mental health diagnosis. I OK, Nike is not my favorite company. and I'm not going to say go. You know, I'm not promoting them. I am saying that their sponsorship tactic on this to back her is the way that we need to start going. I mean, I am, I was actually like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Am I reading that right? Is that the right brand, right? I mean, because you know, they're not been my favorite company, but this time I really think that they are groundbreaking and setting like a whole new venue that, you know, people have mental health injuries, people have physical injuries, they should be treated exactly the same within their contracts, within their seasons, within their insurances, within all that. And, um, you know, I got to give a little bit of a kudos to that company because I I'm, I'm shocked and awed at their um, at their enlightenment on this. So, you know, so that's you know, that's that. But, yeah, it's finally it's about time that people started taking it like, as a regular illness and treating it like an illness and not like a I don't know, like a. See, because I have it, it's hard for me to understand what people, how people see it.
but they they see it negatively you know and it's it it's it's just it's just an illness that can be treated you know what i mean it's 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 not it's it's not this big looming like monster you know what i mean i guess that's the best way to put it it's not a monster it doesn't have to be a monster and the more that we like take away the mystery around it it becomes less and less of a monster yes i agree um and her name was uh well is naomi naomi osaka yeah i think it was the french open i think is what it was i don't remember but i i don't think it was wimbledon but either way it doesn't matter but yes i mean i and i give her courage for being so brave to i mean and, and it wasn't for me it was a lot of money but for her you know it probably wasn't but to just walk away from it take the fine and self-care for herself and not i i give her she's brave she's very very brave so i mean for for both of her and for that the company that sponsors her you know big shout out you know thank you yeah she withdrew from the french open uh, yeah for those issues so and you know there's a stigma even in you know uh cultures uh you know, uh, people view mental health issues differently. But how how long did you suffer with bipolar before you actually were diagnosed? Probably, well, you know, I was diagnosed at 40. So probably, you know, the better part of my whole life, you know, and then I had the CPTSD trauma stuff too. So it's like, what came first? Like the bad, you know, the negligence or the mental health problems, you know? So it's like, but um, yeah, so I mean, I've only really been on the road to recovery it, for like 16 years. And then three years into that, I actually did have a successful suicide, um, which by the grace of God and angels and uh, karma, I don't know, but I made it out and back to, um, to do this work, I believe, you know, it took me a minute to figure out what, what it was all about and why I was allowed to come back when so many people are not, but um yeah and i just like i'm sorry i just looked out the window and got distracted by like this robin so i'm like but um <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful out here today it's like it's already hot it's probably going to be like 88 today but the mornings in arizona with the sun coming up and the purple skies and the, it's just it, it really is beautiful and breathtaking out here i mean it's this and this is probably part of what actually saved my mental health was from not that the ocean wasn't beautiful back east because I do miss Connecticut. I don't think I don't, but I think, you know, God knows, <laughs> you know, and he is where he needs us to be at the times that he needs us to be there. So he put me in Arizona kicking and scratching and stamping my feet. And, and now it's, it's all kind of starting to come together. And I'm like, Oh, I get it. You know, cause I had to be in one of the most beautiful places in the world to go through some of the most horrific traumas I've experienced to balance it. And, um, you know, so I'm sorry, that bird like just totally distracted me because he was like stealing dog food, stealing dog food off the porch. And I'm like, wow, hybrid. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> oh, so that's yeah. funny. Yeah, so that's how life is. Uh, we could be distracted, <laughs> but well, it was just so funny because it was like we, I, I, the bird, the well, bird. I always, I think birds are spirits. Okay, I mean, I don't know how people think about reincarnation and stuff like that, but I'm not, and we all know that energy doesn't die, right? So it has to go somewhere when the vessel carrying it leaves. 
so why not birds right so it's like every time I see a bird do a weird thing I'm like well that must be so and so because that's like you know it's like and, and I guess it's just a way of staying connected with the this you know moved on but it yeah, I everybody that dies does not come back as a bird. I I just don't think that's possible. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like in, I'm in such a, I'm in a really good like I'm not sorry. I'm in a good mood. I'm just like I I'm just so I'm just so fulfilled fulfilled right now. Wow. But I want to like just spill it into everybody like and like just be like you t- you can do it too. Whatever it is your thing that you need to do, like if if it's just get up and 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 take a shower today, or if it's just get up and put on clean pajamas today, or if uh, if it's go make that million dollar deal, and and you're scared to take that phone call, you know, I'm encouraging you all to just take that one leap today that will get you to the next leap tomorrow. As small and insignificant as it might seem to other people, it's everything to you. You know, and I believe that you can do it. So get on it. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. Yeah, we um, we can. Yeah. People who are suffering with mental health issues could definitely do uh, things that they, uh, you know, put their minds to. And oftentimes it may require help as well. But we can we we could uh, we can choose. to have a different mindset as well at times. Um, so, you know, that's what my uh, podcast is all about, the new mind creator. We can mm-hmm. create a new mind, a new experience. Um, been proven by science, um, you know, the neural pathways that yep. are currently in our minds is because of the repetitious thinking that we've been doing throughout the years. So we can circumvent that by thinking in a way that we really want to think and we can choose feelings we can become totally indifferent to a negative feeling that we're having and have having in the present moment and put our focus on something we want to experience and our our whole mood and rhythm will begin to change and harmonize and correspond with that which we want and just change a new uh, have a new experience for ourselves and create it's, those new neural pathways. Yeah, that's, I mean that's absolutely true. That's like that's neuroplasticity, right? The relearning yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. I in um, but I totally agree with that. And I actually have a kind of a little bit of a a trick that it, I read this during the time that I was writing my course. So it's not like it's not my trick, but I was I was subconsciously doing it without even realizing I was doing. It since I become much more mindful of my you know my emotions and tapering myself back in and 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 i it takes time everybody if you're listening to this and just thinking like overnight you're gonna be able to like recognize that you're hitting that rabbit hole it it takes time give yourself grace but my trick is the minute you realize that you are starting to go down that rabbit hole there's two tricks first of all add the word not to whatever your negative thought is so if you're thinking Wow, I'm such a loser. Wow, I can't do this. Wow, blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow, I am not a loser. Wow, I cannot not do this. And it it actually it, it tricks your brain. It confuses it for a minute. So you stop the negative thought process. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what did I just think? So you like distract yourself from the negative, And then you're like, 
well, wait a minute. If I just thought that, then maybe that's true, right? So then the second one is if you consciously are, you realize it, that you're going down there, suicidal ideations or whatever it is that you're thinking, you know, you're too fat, you can't, you can't, whatever. Stop, physically stop what you're doing. Breathe, three breaths in and jump or make a move to the left or the right or backwards. Like if you can't jump, like if you're in the middle of like the bank line or something like that. And like, I mean, I don't care. I jump, but you know, just make a physical, a physical movement to connect mind and body again. And once you're connected, you can actually start to, you know, rationally think again and not let that negative self-talk or act whatever, you know, take you over. So those are two tricks that I've learned that they actually really, really do work. Good. And it puts you in the present moment. And Absolutely. Which is, yeah. Uh, mindfulness practice could be helpful as well to help put you in that present moment and be aware because everything that's happening, we're responding internally to it. And we yep. think that, you know, we're just subjected to these thoughts, but we can participate, you know. Absolutely. So that's not, yeah, that's that whole victim mentality thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, wow. And you talked about your course, uh, Thriving with Bipolar course. Right. Uh, and I don't know where, I don't know where I'm going to, I'm revamping. So I'm revamping the website and um, the app, of course. So I'm thinking that when the app is developed that I'm just, I might just put the course on there or I'm going to talk to verbal and I might offer the course on verbal as in you know an audio course so i will definitely keep everybody updated on that but yeah it it will definitely be happening again i mean there could be a worksheet pdf printout thing that goes along with it and all that um because i have you know like i i legit wrote a book so you know these are things like i have time to consider i think maybe you know when i before i was just trying to rush into it because i was so excited by the opportunity and it didn't, it didn't work out, you know, that, that round with that company didn't work out. And maybe it was all for the best because had that happened, maybe my ambassadorship with verbal might not have happened. And the opportunities I have here are like, somebody gave me a key to my future and was like, here, open the door, Don, walk through. It's, it's here. And that, I mean, that's really what I felt like yesterday after that meeting was like, I had just received the golden and it was like my future is right on that other side and I can open the door now so you know it was amazing and I'm I'm so grateful to them too because they sought me out like and I mean I haven't I guess I have imposter syndrome a little bit because it kind of it befuddles me sometimes like how are people finding me and then and then I'm like, what, what are you ridiculous? Like, duh. Of course they're finding you because you're not invisible, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, the imposter syndrome is real. I mean, I don't know if you ever if you've ever experienced that or not, but it's kind of like the, the leveling up and kind of like the being in between stages is really difficult to, you know, to get through because you don't have your support that you had before and you're grabbing for the support that will absolutely help you once you, once you get there, but you're kind of like in limbo. Well, not, you know, kind of like limbo. And it's like, well, I'm definitely not going back and I have to forge forward because I know help is there and you have to, you know, I guess perseverance and just 
trust in yourself. I guess that's really what it is. Just trust in knowing that you are in the right direction, doing the right thing. And that I know this sounds trite, but when you do the right thing, the right things follow. And I know that sounds so bumper sticker, but it's true. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rhythm to life. There's definitely yep. rhythm. So you've given us a lot of good information as you always do, um, you know, when you come on. Uh, so what's your one to grow on? What valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? I would like to tell the audience that, you know, as long as you are trying your best at whatever it is for you to make yourself the best version that you can possibly be to you, take that leap, take that step. Blind faith will take you far. It really will. And that's what I, that's what I want to leave them with. Everybody just take that, take that chance, make that phone call, get out of bed, put on those new pajamas, you know, text that person. And if you fail, at least you know that you gave it a try and that's as good as a win in my my book. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.